Welcome to the Sharkpreneur Podcast with Kevin Harrington and Seth Green. Kevin Harrington is the inventor of the infomercial, one of the original sharks from the hit TV show Shark Tank, and has generated over $5 billion in TV and digital direct response sales. Seth Green is the world's first trusted authority on cutting-edge direct response marketing, a best-selling author, and the only three-time Marketer of the Year nominee. On the podcast, Kevin and Seth interview sharkpreneurs who share straight talk on what it takes to explode your business. Why do so many businesses struggle while others seem to explode overnight? Do you wish you had the secret to this type of exponential growth? Now, I've scaled more than 20 businesses to over $100 million, and it's not just luck. In my new book with Mark Tim, Mentor to Millions, you'll learn the repeatable framework I use in all my business ventures for massive success. Order at KevinMentor.com and get over $1,000 in bonuses. Head to KevinMentor.com. Welcome to the podcast. This is your co-host, Seth Green. With me today is Stephanie Lucas, the founder and CEO of the Annuity Consultants, a boutique FMO she founded in 2010. She's also the co-founder and CFO of a lifestyle brand called Spiritual Masochist. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm Our super pleasure. Let's go, yeah, let's, let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get started in the financial services industry? Wow. So um, nobody ever thinks that they're going to be selling insurance or doing anything in insurance, right? Um, I was in college and coming from a family with 10 kids, my parents weren't paying for college. So I was working full time trying to figure it out. And I was working in real estate in uh, McCormick Ranch in Scottsdale, Arizona. I had a couple that moved from Seattle to Scottsdale to open up a branch office of a competing competing FMO now, um, and they they were living at my community for a while while they were building a house. And when their house got done, they came to me and said, "Hey, we really appreciate how you've taken care of us and made us feel at home here. So we would love for you to come and work for us, and you know work with our agents and service them as well as you've taken care of us here." And also, we'll give you twice as much as you're making now. Wow. So, right? So as a college kid, I'm like, all right, cool. Like, Sign me up. Yeah. Like, this is going to help pay for my school. And I'm going to get some, like, you know, real life experience in the business world. And I'm going to apply what I'm learning. And so I jumped in and, you know, found that it was something that I was really, really good at. And I found my passion, Right. And, you know, I thought I was going to be like traveling the world and managing bands. Um, But I got to travel the world and, you know, live a more stress-free lifestyle than managing bands. So, you know, it's, there's pros and cons to it, I suppose. But I, I definitely came out on top, I think, with the decision that I made to move into this industry. Okay, so you went to work for them, and uh, then t- talk a little bit about that journey. Yeah, so I worked for them really only for six months. So it was it was actually something where I was kind of thrown in, and um, it was sort of like sink or swim, right? And I didn't really get to where I needed to be. And um, at that point, because I was making twice as much, I was putting money away. And so I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to like, just 
go to school right now and then figure out what I'm going to do. And I posted my resume on monster.com. I'm sure you remember that. I do uh, back when monster was the 800 pound gorilla of right? where you get to find a job. Right. And then another gentleman uh, who owned a marketing organization who is now one of my competitors, but you know, friendly competition for sure. Um, he found my resume and he was like, Hey, I want to interview you. And, um, when he offered me the job, I was like, you know, I don't know if I really want to do this because I sort of didn't do as great as I thought I was going to do. And I don't like to fail. Right. And so, so then I was like, well, I don't like to fail. And this is another opportunity. And he is telling me that he's going to really take me under his arm and like, you know, show, show me what to do. And he really did. He taught me the marketing side of things and I have a dual degree in marketing. So I was able to apply a lot of the things that I was learning at the time, you know? So I was doing, you know, really good at school because I understood what I was being taught and he was helping me learn that. And so um, he really did a great job at showing me what I needed to do um, not only on the marketing side, but cultivating the relationships with the agents and advisors that we were working with. So. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah. then that was your second round. And yeah. then what inspired you to start the annuity consultants and go out on your own? Well, I had a third round. Ah, what's the uh, third round? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, one of our big accounts that was outsourcing their annuities to us um, had a, you know, an idea to bring it in-house. And they came to me and were like, hey, do you want to run our annuity division and, you know, help us grow that? Because they were big on the life side, but not huge on the annuity side. And at that point, you know, I'd been in the business for like three to four years and I had good, good contacts with the carriers and with other marketing organizations that we could aggregate business with. And so I was like, yeah, I think that that's, you know, the next move I should be making in my career. Like, that sounds really cool. Um, I went to work with them and then uh, 2008 hit. And so everybody, you know, was hurt during that time. It, it didn't matter what industry you were in, you know, it was felt. And um, the company that I was working for was in San Diego and I was in Arizona and the, they were finally like, okay, you're done with college. There's really no excuse for you not to be here. So I moved to San Diego. Um, I was, you know, promised the world once I got there. And then when I got there, I realized, you know, the writing on the wall was like, this is not, this is a sinking ship. This is, this is not going to be sustainable the way things are going. And I was just like, okay, I'm now, you know, in San Diego and, you know, I'm paying more than double of what I was paying and, and I need to make a living to like be able to sustain, sustain myself. And I'm not going back to Arizona. So, <laughs> so basically I went to my producers that I was working with and was like, Hey, this company is not going to be around and you can like get out now and come with me because I'm going to start my own company or you can stay and wait for it to happen and then figure it out. But like, you already know it's not, you know, going to happen because you're not even getting paid what you're supposed to be getting paid. And, and it, it's very clear that these are, you know, hard times and um, you know, I'm starting out with no debt. And I can pay you what you're being promised. And I, you know, would love for the opportunity to continue working with you. So I had quite a few really good producers come with me. And 
you know, they were kind enough to write letters to the owner of the company and say, hey, you know, this is what's happening. And, you know, please don't bring any legal action because this, you know, she has a non-compete, totally understandable, but also this is what's happening. And, um, you know, I had long conversations with the owner of that company and was very, very upfront with like, hey, this is what I'm doing. I wasn't doing anything weird and sneaky, but I was just like, hey, like, this is the reality. And, and I need to either go work for somebody else or start my own company. And I never really loved working for somebody else, right? <laughs> like, it's not an easy thing to do. Um, I'm very entrepreneurial. I'm very, you know, I want to create and I want to be able to implement without having somebody to tell me yes or no. So this is how the annuity consultants was birthed. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. How have you grown it over the last 10 years? Because obviously there are many, many FMOs and IMOs. How have you yeah. grown it? How have you marketed it? How have you differentiated yourself? Yeah. So we've continued steady growth. Um, we've definitely stayed small for a reason. We are, are in an area where a lot of people are not in alignment necessarily with my values, unfortunately. And I don't want to just work with anybody. So a big part of what we've been doing is around heart-centered planning. And this is like a more recent thing of uh, really understanding what it is that I want to do and who it is I want to attract. So it's taken a lot of trial and error on my part of like creating different programs and then abandoning them. And then, you know, putting different, content out there and realizing that that's not my true authentic self and that doesn't feel good and it's not attracting the right kind of people. And so all of the, you know, for 10 years I've been doing this and finally um, in February I launched the Heart Centered Planning Series and I, and I feel like I finally found my voice and I have finally found what it is that I'm looking for in an advisor and how I can actually help them become what they desire to be and to grow their business or their practice the way that they want to. Um, that that yeah. is awesome. Congratulations. So who are you looking for in an advisor? So I am looking for people that are really interested in assisting people to become, you know, to really um, retire, to live their lives, to be in a place that they desire and not just sell products and not just push things because they're making a high commission. I want people that are really doing business with um, the general public in a way that is coming from their heart and that everything is about that person and everybody's treated individually and their, you know, their situation and their scenario is going to be looked at in an individual way. You know, um, we've had far too many issues with regulations with like 151A, the DOL, um, best interest, like all of these things are happening because there are agents and advisors out there selling products that are not appropriate for people that are, you know, doing it for the money or they're doing it, you know, for other reasons outside of just really doing what's best for the client. And if those things, you know, if, if people were coming from the heart and doing business the way that we're suggesting, they do business, these regulations wouldn't exist. You know, our, our like industry wouldn't be facing the scrutiny that it's facing. And I, I just feel like bringing more heart and more compassion and more love 
to the industry is what we need in order to stop having to deal with this kind of stuff. That makes a lot of sense. I agree. I mean, Thomas Jefferson said, if men were angels, no government would be necessary. Right. So <laughs> I'm wondering, how do you screen for that? Because you can't exactly go to the discovery database and say, right. get advisors who are heart centered and doing the right thing. Yeah. Theoretically, I don't know, is it 50, 60, 70% of us are doing the, think we're doing the right thing? I, I think very few of them would say, ha ha ha, I'm out to get somebody. I'm out to, you know, hurt you. Um, and those guys end up in jail. So right. how do you screen for that? How do you identify the, the, that subset of advisors who are resonating with the different level on which you are operating? Yeah, so it's interesting because I have 20 years experience in this industry and um, I have eight brothers. And so <laughs> most of the people I am working with are men. And it is, um, and you know, it comes down to conversations, just having conversations and, and asking the right kinds of questions to understand what kind of people they are. You know, how do they live their lives? What kind of marriages are they in? <laughs> like, you know, it, it's uh, most of the people that I work with that are men, I know their wives and, you know, I have really good relationships with them. And when you see how these people live their lives outside of their business, you can see that they are the kind of people that you want to have working with you and the kind of people that you want working with the public. It, it really comes down to in my heart and in my gut, like, how does it feel to talk and to work with these people? Like, I, I definitely have a sense when somebody is not right, when they're doing things for the wrong reasons. And yeah. So you are physically screen, not in person, but necessarily, but physically screening them one at a time and making sure that you feel a good fit before you're allowing them to write business with you. Did I get that yeah. right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Okay. And then how did, you're also a co-founder of the lifestyle brand, Spiritual Masochist, which is yeah. another pivot and not the normal career path in the yes. FMO industry. Right. How, did, how, how did that come about? Well, that was interesting. So that came about in January. So my partner and I were um, doing some, you know, we just sit and talk about random things, right? And spiritual growth and becoming a better human and just doing what's right by others and trying to be in service of others is very important to us. And the only way really to become that greater self is to work on what's inside that's not working for you, right? And understanding where those things are coming from. And so you're digging into, you know, parts of your, your soul that aren't great. I mean, you have to understand you know, it, it, it goes back, you know, to your childhood and it can even go generational, right? There are things that become programmed within us from our family, from how we've been brought up and they aren't necessarily the correct programs, right? And they don't necessarily serve the highest and greatest good of society. And realizing that um, doing things and putting things out into the world is about everybody else. It's not about you. And so your ego is a big part of that, right? And so we, we were talking about all of this and we're like, wow, it, it really does take a lot of hard work, you know, and it's a lot of tears go into that growth. It can be icky and it can be difficult and it takes a kind of person 
that is sort of masochistic in a way to continue going in there and digging that stuff out to get rid of it and realize that there is pain that's involved for this extreme pleasure of becoming this person that doesn't have this weight, doesn't have these like programs and things that are keeping you from, you know, being that best version of you to do what's right in the world to bring, you know, this, this really great way of being forward. That makes total sense. So with all the success you've achieved in both businesses, what's your challenge now? What, what's uh, your time. biggest time? Yeah. Yeah. My biggest challenge is time and, and also finding people to work with us. Um, and, and I don't say for us because I don't believe that anybody that comes to work for the company is an employee, you know, everybody that comes to do what they do is because they choose to, and they're working with us. There's no hierarchy structure. Right. And, um, it's, it's definitely a difficult task to find people that are passionate about insurance um, and also resonate with the way that I am. Um, so that's been difficult. And then, yeah, time. Running two companies is not easy. I definitely, with the pandemic being a thing, because I'm inside a lot more than I was before and I'm not traveling as much, I certainly have more time to commit to growing both. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been, a challenge for sure. Your passion is obvious. What do you like best about what you do? Gosh, I think really just helping people and, and being in service and like seeing that whether it's from the lifestyle brand or from the um, insurance side of things, both are bringing something that people need to feel secure, you know, and giving I love them that you've made it this. It's a similar purpose accomplish different ways with different execution. For our folks watching or listening who don't know what lifestyle brand means, what does, for lack of a better, less heart-centric question, what does spiritual masochist sell? What do you, what does it provide? Yeah, so what we sell is, um, you know, a clothing line. Okay. Right? But what we're providing is resources to the community of people that purchase that clothing brand, uh, such as healers, coaches, teachers, we're bringing, we're actually um, starting a podcast, which this is our studio um, that is called the Spiritual Massacast. And we Great will title. be, yes, thank you. Uh, so we will be interviewing people from all around the world that are teachers, coaches, and um, uh, healers. And then we're also going to be interviewing people from our community. So people that have gone through this kind of growth process who are continuing to improve their lives and want to share their stories about where they've come from, the hardships that they've endured, and then what they've done to get to the other side of it, you know? So. Awesome. Well, uh, yeah. you've had an a fascinating journey. The longer version, if it isn't in a book already, should probably be in one. I, I think it'd be an incredible read and very inspirational. Anything else you want to share that I didn't think to ask you? Hmm. You know, I think that at this point, um, I, I really just want to urge people in our industry to take a look at themselves and, and find out, are you really living your purpose? And are you really doing what's right by the people that you're working with in all aspects, not just your clients, but your, if you want to call them employees, your employees, 
are you treating the people around you with the utmost respect? And are you doing what's right by those around you? And if not, you might want to think about how you treat yourself. Because it really is about, you know, what, what your inner world is, is a, is a reflection of your outer world. And so that's a, a big part of the heart-centered planning is like, hey, you've got to treat yourself well and have self-worth before you can go out and get treated well by the people you work with. Absolutely. That, that, that's a writer downer right there. That is, that is yeah. great. Uh, for our folks who are watching and listening, who are interested in either or both brands, where is the best place for them to go to learn about the annuity consultants? And where is the best place for them to go to learn about spiritual masochist? Yeah. So a um, couple places, our websites. So the annuity um, spiritual masochist.com. And then also on my LinkedIn profile. So both of them are business pages linked to my personal profile which is Stephanie Lucas, and it's Stephanie with no E at the end. Awesome. This has been Seth yeah. Green with Stephanie Lucas from the Annuity Consultants and Spiritual Masochist. Stephanie, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, Have everybody, for watching and listening. We'll talk to you next time. Do you need money to fund your idea, product, or service? Are you ready to take your business to the next level but need capital to get it done? Kevin Harrington has heard more than 50,000 pitches and knows how to help you make the perfect pitch to get the funding for your entrepreneurial dream. He's distilled the process down in his perfect pitch cheat sheet, and it's yours for free. Just text PITCH to him right now at 727-888-2100. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 right now and claim your free perfect pitch cheat sheet. Text PITCH to 727-888-2100 to start funding your dream today. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.